place for breaking news. U.S. news, world news, everything. And where news breaks. we got breaking news happening this morning. You don't want to turn away from us at all. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. Humanitarian concerns? Who are you kidding? <laughs> We're going to dive right in the middle of that one this morning. Humanitarian concerns. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm laughing once again at the Biden administration humanitarian concerns. So we're gonna wait, hang on just a minute. I'll get I'll get right there, and then of course we've got the child trafficking concerns, and we'll get into that. One Oscar columnist says Sound Freedom's for Real ought to be up for Oscar nominations. So we get into that. The uh, House Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy said last night, "Yeah, it looks like we're headed toward impeachment on uh, on Biden." I I do have a few thoughts. You don't want to rush this now, and I'll explain uh, why you don't want to rush it. Coming up. We have some information about Hunter's art career today. we got some news. I know. It's like, who cares about Hunter's art career? Oh, you probably will after I tell you what the story is here on Hunter's art career. Boy, it sure is weird, man. This is World Drowning Prevention Day. World Drowning Prevention Day. Obama's and Clinton's chefs both drowned. So we'll talk some about that. we got a lot of stuff to get into today. It's going to be another hot, hot day, high near 100. The mold is extremely high, and the Saharan dust is really bad as well. So if you're, you know, compromised with your breathing in some way, you may need an extra Zyrtec or two today. I don't know. I don't know. So, humanitarian concerns. This just makes me laugh, guys. The phones are up at a 210-599-5555. The Biden administration suing the state of Texas, citing humanitarian concerns over those barrels that are down in the river that keep illegal aliens from coming into the United States of America illegally. But it's just so rich and so cute that the Biden administration would cite humanitarian concerns for any number of reasons. Let me just toss a couple at you. (laughs) Number one, just swimming the river to get here is a humanitarian concern. Just walking across Mexico or making a deal with the devil, literally with the cartels because they are of the devil, in order to come to this country is a humanitarian concern. Bringing in the fentanyl that's manufactured with Chinese stuff manufactured in Mexico by the cartels to be brought into this country, that's a humanitarian concern. I I just, it it is so rich how this administration in particular, but Democrats all along the way, flip everything upside down. They just turn it 180. Sealing off our border and being tough on immigration is a way to solve a humanitarian crisis, not create one. (laughs) These people, (laughs) they're just nuts. Or we are for, you know, uh, the population of America is for believing their stuff, if you believe it. If you believe that those barrels down in the river are a humanitarian crisis, you're nuts. You're crazy. They know it's not a humanitarian crisis. You know what they know? Here's what the Biden administration knows about those barrels and the razor wire and the DPS down there and, and, and everything that Governor Abbott has been doing. You know what the, you know what the Democrats and what this administration knows about all that stuff? 
It works. It works. It's keeping illegal aliens out of Texas. And the Biden administration can't have it. So they're going to sue Texas, or they are suing Texas, because the efforts of Texas are working. Not that it's a humanitarian crisis. The humanitarian crisis are the millions of people in our country, young people primarily, who are dying from the illegal fentanyl that's coming across that border. The humanitarian crisis of the streams and streams and streams of people that began in Venezuela or El Salvador or Haiti or, hey, China! And they're walking across Mexico in the heat of summer, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, to make it to the United States because Joe, this administration again, remember when I say Joe, I mean the, the people who are actually running the show. He's the public face of of the deep state that's running our country. They know that that's the real humanitarian crisis. But they got to flip it upside down and they got to say Abbott is creating a humanitarian crisis by putting floating barrels in the water. And so they're suing the state of Texas. Bring it on. That's that's just fine. Uh, I, I say to Governor Abbott, put more. Uh, you know, go find some more barrels and put some more barrels and put barrels all the way up and down the, the coastline of Texas. Uh, you know what? You can put some tanks down there too, uh, Governor, and some armed guys that will tell these people, stay out of Texas. You're not allowed in here. You can come in if you follow our laws and come in legally. And by the way, you guys who are bringing the drugs in, we'll kill you. Just like Ron DeSantis said, if he becomes president, we're going to start killing the drug runners down at the at the border. That's exactly the response that this country ought to have. You want to bring drugs into this country illegally, we're going to kill you. We will kill you. We're going to bomb your factories where you're making the stuff. And if you make it to the border with a load of this stuff, our guys, our uniformed guys are on the other side, and they're going to kill you. Okay? So try it if you might. So anyway, um, th that's just, it was so rich to hear all this stuff yesterday about the humanitarian crisis and how awful this is, and the television stations, you know, they're showing the illegal immigrants up against these barrels that are in the water. And they're, they're making it look like these people are drowning at these barrels, okay? That's what, they're, that's what they're trying to make it look like. They're trying to play on your sympathies and make you feel sorry for these people. Don't feel sorry for them. They put themselves in that river. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> nobody picked their butts up and carried them over there and dropped them in that river. They put themselves in that river, and if they come up on those barrels or they come up on razor wire instead of Texas, that's on them. That's not on you. It's not on Governor Abbott, and it's certainly not on your sympathetic feelings toward these people seeking a, a new life. Really. Really, they're seeking a new life when they're loaded with all kinds of cash. They got great tennis shoes. They got great backpacks. They got wonderful iPhones that your kids would love to be able to afford. But somehow they afford them. No, I I think you know we're we're doing enough, and we've done way too much already, and that's enough. If you want to come into this country, you come into this country legally. You follow the laws of this country. And you come in legally, and we'll have you. If you don't want to follow the first law of coming to our country, which is our immigration laws, we don't want you here. Make that perfectly clear. I don't want you here unless you're going to follow the laws of the land, okay? Let's just say that. If you're not willing to follow the first law, which is the law of immigration, do not come to this country. And second of all, put more barrels out there. <laughs> and tell them, you know what? Look. 
don't try to go across the river. There's barrels floating in that water over there, and you're not going to be able to get across. And thank you, Greg Abbott, for telling Biden to stuff it where the sun doesn't shine, because that's exactly what he needs to do with his lawsuit. You can stick it where the sun doesn't shine, Biden administration. The humanitarian crisis was caused by you. And we have hundreds of thousands of our children who have died in this country, and you killed them by inviting fentanyl in here, by inviting crime in here, by inviting disease in here that we had eradicated. You killed those children in our country, Biden administration. So you can go to hell, you and your lawsuit. <laughs> Take your lawsuit with you when you go. Get it, Trey. Morning, R-E-G. And that's from Rodney. Uh, Rodney, thanks very much, man. Good to hear you. I hope you're uh, out there getting your workout in. Uh, I'm going to be doing that a little bit later on this morning, hitting back on my regimen, back to the weights. Okay, so uh, we were just talking about how the Biden administration is suing Texas. You're creating a humanitarian crisis by these floating barrels out of the river, and you must get rid of them because these poor, tired, hungry folks who are just coming to the United States for a better life, they're going to die. Well, you just heard me talk about the fact that the Biden administration opened our southern border. That's the humanitarian crisis. Fentanyl on the streets. That's the humanitarian crisis. Not created by Greg Abbott. He's trying to solve a humanitarian crisis and i said that joe biden well and again when i say biden again that's that's the deep state that's running the country they took over the country november 22nd 1963 and they have run the country ever since so now we go we take this back to the child uh, trafficking and the child sexual slavery that was so eerily um brought to the world in sound of freedom. More than two dozen people arrested and 19 children rescued following a months-long law enforcement operation in Texas targeting the distribution of child sexual abuse material online, authorities said. The Montgomery County District Attorney's Office said Operation Hydra resulted in the arrest and charging of 28 people with crimes related to sexual exploitation of children. Wait a minute, Democrats. I thought it wasn't real. I thought it was just a QAnon theory that people were actually kidnapping children and sexualizing them. I didn't. I, I, you said, Democrats, you said, Democrat media, you said it was fake, that the movie's not real. That's a QAnon, made-up QAnon movie. That's what you said. But here we have Texas police arresting a bunch of people who were involved in it. Detectives had monitored chat groups on social media and identified people who allegedly participated in the distribution of child sexual abuse material. The suspects arrested were from 17 states. 17 states. Not quite half, but pretty darn close, huh? Meanwhile, the man who the movie is based on from the former Homeland Security officer who quit his job and now is out there putting together a multi-agency effort to rescue children worldwide. That's why he just quit the agency he started because he's putting together an agency that will pull all of the various ones together called the tip of the spear, you know, like a tip of the spear thing to go out and get these children and to save their lives, to bring in maybe Ashton Kutcher's group we were talking about yesterday and these others 
all these other organizations, the Underground Railroad and so on. Tim Ballard is his name. He said it may be one of the most devastating policies that a U.S. government has ever put out because wittingly or not, they are facilitating the trafficking of children. He's talking about down at the border. Please listen to Tim Ballard. Nobody knows more about child trafficking than Tim Ballard. He has dedicated his life to rescuing children around the world. Mr. Ballard went on to say, 85,000 children, unaccompanied minors, and the CBP, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, indicates thousands of them were under five, five years old, showed up at our southern border of the last two years, and were lost. 85,000. Most of them under five came to the border under these Biden policies, these hellacious, terrible, you pick the word to describe these policies, satanic policies that Biden put into place down at our border. 85,000 children, most of them under five, brought here, and now we don't know where they are. We can't account for them. They're somewhere in our country. Mr. Ballard goes on to say no background checks were done by the sponsors who came to get them, the, quote, sponsors. <laughs> I'm a sponsor. Give me that little five-year-old. It's literally more difficult to adopt a cat out of the shelter than it is for a, quote, sponsor to show up and check one of these kids out and take them into the belly of the United States. I want you to think about that for a minute. It's more difficult for you to go to the animal shelter and to rescue a cat than it, 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 than it is to go get one of these kids. It's easier to get one of these kids than to get a cat from the animal shelter. And he said the belly, the U.S. government, is the number one consumer of child sex material in the world. We make more of it and we consume more of it right here. He said, that's the United States government. So this is a crisis beyond anything that I've seen, especially when it comes to children. And the United States government is complicit. I hope unwittingly. I, didn't, I don't think that they're that ignorant. No, but they could be that evil, Tim. I'm just telling you. That there are people in very high places that are involved in a lot of this stuff. And we've been told this for years. For years that stuff has been talked about. And he went on to say the facts are the facts. Kids are being hurt because the U.S. government doesn't seem to care about them. Exactly right. Not only does the U.S. government not care about them, the U.S. government is totally fine with this going on or else they would do something extraordinary to stop it instead of continuing to send billions and billions and billions to Ukraine because Zelensky has Biden over a barrel and has info on Biden he's going to put out if Biden doesn't continue. Instead of sending those billions of dollars to Ukraine, he could be spending the billions of dollars here to rescue children. Columnist Sasha Stone is an Oscar columnist, and she said, oh, absolutely, Sound of Freedom and Jim Caviezel must be in consideration for Oscars. She went on to say that they're trying to discredit and destroy it because, well, of course they are. She'll all hang their heads in shame for trying to destroy this film. Sound of Freedom would not work without Caviezel, whose stillness is as compelling as the more emotional scenes. It's his eyes. You just can't look away. But the press is actively 
attacking not just the film but Ballard himself like this is some kind of political war. For what? People liked a movie that wasn't made by Hollywood. Shouldn't that tell you something? Exactly. She's absolutely right. It should be up for Oscars. He should be up for an Oscar. It won't be because it exposes the underbelly of Hollywood and much of the United States, including our government. If you're just now joining us last half hour, we talked a lot about uh, the Biden administration, uh, meaning the deep state that's running our country since November 22nd, 1963. They are the ones that are suing uh, Governor Greg Abbott for humanitarian concerns with those barrels in the river. So more on that coming up for you. We also talked about a big uh, ring that was busted up here by people, uh, by authorities in Texas, a child uh, uh, sexploitation ring, and uh, more on the whole Tim Ballard situation and the movie Sound of Freedom, et cetera. That was in the last half hour. Now I'm turning my attention to the corruption that is the Biden administration and all the law-breaking that has gone on with Joe and uh, Hunter Biden. Boy, their story continues to change. Very interesting stuff that's been going on in the past 24 hours. Let me bring you up to speed. First of all, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said this is rising now to the level of impeachment inquiry, which provides Congress with the strongest power to get the rest of the knowledge and information that is needed. Okay, look, uh, cool, impeach him. He should be in jail. He should be impeached. But he's not going to be removed from office because Chuck Schumer and the Democrats and not a few Republicans in the Senate, like Mitt Romney and people like that, Lisa Murkowski, and I could go on and name others, probably the leader of the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, over in the Senate will not move forward with the prosecution of the President of the United States. They will not take it up. So the only impeachment that is going to happen is in the House but he will not be removed from office by the Senate. It takes both to get him out of office. However, that's a good thing. You do not want him removed from office right now. Uh, I, I think the best thing that you can hope for, that we can hope for, is Republican to win in 2024. You can go ahead and impeach Joe in the House. We know he's not going to be removed. If he is removed from office, impeached and removed, then Kamala Harris will pardon him and Hunter and everybody in their universe, in their orbit. Everybody who has committed these crimes will get a, will get a, a pass from Kamala. And I'm sure that they've already cut that deal, that it's done. You're not going to shock me that if in the coming days, weeks, months, whatever, you wouldn't shock me if Joe's out. And he gets full pardon, and Hunter gets full pardon, and everybody's good. And boom, 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 down the road they go. And Gavin Newsom is helicoptered in. Michelle Obama, maybe. Gavin Newsom, probably, helicoptered in to save the Democrats' butts in 2024. I think that is what's going to happen here. I think. We'll see. Pretty sure that they're setting that up with the, the media is set up on it now. They're all in it together, right? You know the conspiracy that they're all in it together that they have got this plan, and Joe's going to be ejected. He's going to get a pardon. Hunter's going to get a pardon. Everybody, 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 you get a pardon. You get a, there's, there's a pardon under your seat. And then, then Kamala will be uh, taken, you know, removed, and it'll be uh, Gavin Newsom will be, their, will be their guy for 2024, I think. 
if it's not if it's not Gavin, it could be Michelle. I still think that's a strong possibility. We'll see. The White House, when talking about this yesterday, said, well, Republicans are just using the Biden probes to distract from major issues that Americans are facing. Instead of focusing on the real issues that Americans want to address, like the continuing to lower inflation or create jobs, this is what the House GOP wants to prioritize. I'm going to tell you, you would not know about the crimes and the bribery of Joe Biden without the Republicans, James Comer, and those guys who have been working so hard to uncover those crimes. You wouldn't know about it. But it, it's rather telling, don't you think, that the Democrats will not even address that. They won't even talk about those crimes. They won't even talk about the bribery. Hey, listen, we want to focus on this over here. And and even their, their media, ABC is one of them, but even their media continues to say every single day, well, forget about that. That's all done. He's already cut the plea deal. Now let's focus on the real issues, which is, hey, the price of gasoline's going up. That's the new thing. The price of gas is going up. Kareem Jean-Pierre was asked yesterday whether Joe Biden stood by his word that he never, ever, ever, listen, you GD liar, he called a guy. I never discussed overseas business dealings with my son, ever, never, you GD liar. When Peter Ducey asked him about it last year, he took his finger and shoved it into Ducey's chest. Don't you ever ask me that, you dumb son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Now, Kareen says, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president was never in business with his son. I don't have anything else to add, really. Well, let's just see how that particular statement has changed over time. Because the first, when they first started to ask him about this, he initially said there were no foreign deals. This was a couple of years ago. Then it shifted to, well, there were foreign deals, there may have been foreign deals, but the Bidens didn't make any money on the foreign deals, you can bet that. And then it found out that the Bidens had made money on foreign deals, and became Joe Biden didn't know about those foreign deals. I, hey, man, I didn't know about the foreign deal, I much less make any money off of it. Then it became, well, Joe knew about it, but he didn't participate in any of those deals. And now the new iteration is, well, he was not in business with his son. They're lying, they're lying, they're lying, their lips are moving, and they're lying. Now, Peter Schweitzer wrote the bestseller Secret Empires on the Biden family crimes. He said one of Zelensky's top officials was in the room when they were discussing the bribes that, that the Bidens received, that he was there. One of Zelensky's guys. Schweitzer says, you know, Zelensky is using this as leverage over the Biden regime for weapons and billions in U.S. dollars. Hey, listen, I'm not surprised by that at all. Not at all. One of the people that was at those meetings, said Schweitzer, that heard the conversation about bribing the Bidens worked for Zelensky. And if that meeting took place and that document is accurate, meaning $10 million went to the Bidens to get rid of that investigation into Burisma, that individual went and reported to Zelensky what he had heard. And Zelensky has been waving that in Joe's face. I need another couple billion. I need a couple of billion. I need some more weapons. I need some more guns. I need some more 155, et cetera, et cetera. 
I believe it. I believe it. I believe that. We also have now a new front on the corruption of the Biden family. A couple of years ago, we were talking about uh, Hunter Biden beginning an art career out of the clear blue. He has shown absolutely no proclivity toward being an artist before at all. None. Smokes crap, chases girls, does these international business deals by selling uh, access to his dad who sells policy. That's what his business was. And then all of a sudden, hey, I'm an artiste. I do blow art. No, no, no. Just drop the word art, Hunter. (laughs) Just drop the word art. (laughs) I do blow But we were told by Joe and by Kareen and by everybody else in that administration, what we were told over and over again was, and I called him out on it at the time, that Hunter's art career is totally legit. And we'll prove to you that it's totally legit because Joe and Hunter will never know who purchases his art. And if you remember, the very first paintings that he offered went for a million and a half dollars. Wow, that's pretty amazing. For the first time you do an an art project, you make a million and a half dollars off of it? Yes, and you're never going to know, and we're never going to know who bought it. Now we find out that's uh, another lie. million and a half dollars, at least. And the people who bought it, a couple of prominent names, there were several, and we understand some Chinese names are in there, but One of them is a person by the name of Elizabeth Hirsch Naftali. Naftali is a real estate investor from Los Angeles. President Biden appointed Naftali to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad after Hunter's art had been bought by her. Naftali is a prominent Democrat donor, having donated more than $200,000 to the Biden Victory Fund during the 2020 election cycle and over $30,000 to the Democratic National Committee this year. Also maxed out the contributions to Biden with $3,300 donation in April of this year. (laughs) Another Biden art buyer, $875,000. And then another one by the name of Morris. Morris spent hundreds of thousands for Hunter Biden's first-time art. Mr. Morris is a confidant and a fixer for Hunter Biden. He has spent an undisclosed amount on the first son's art. The wealthy Los Angeles-based attorney has loaned Hunter $2 million to pay the back taxes he owed and avoid felony charges. Hunter recently pleaded guilty to these misdemeanor charges. Morris has at times paid Hunter's living expenses in Los Angeles, according to the New York Times, and has helped him find a high-powered literary agent for his memoir, Beautiful Things, and helped him seal the art gallery deal. And Morris has donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to Democrat causes. Yes, these people are as dirty... as a baseball field in July. I don't know. Dirty is whatever. They're just filthy, dirty people. No, it's more like no, it's it's they're it's more like they're dirty as a sewer in July. 
when the sewer smells really bad. And that methane is just coming off of the sewer. That's how dirty these Biden people are. Whether they're accepting bribes, whether they are shipping tons, billions of money and munitions for a war we have no business prosecuting, and probably, I guess, I don't know, but I guess on the take on that too, whether they're shutting down unceremoniously all of the energy business in the United States and sending that business to China while taking a billion dollars personally from China, or whether Hunter wakes up one day and says, I'm an artiste, and these people donate or buy his art for huge amounts of money, and then they're appointed to these lofty positions. Yeah. Sewer. That's what it is. It's not even the swamp anymore. It was the swamp without the Bidens. With the Bidens, it's a methane gas emitting sewer. What's your favorite flavor? Of ice cream? Mm-hmm. Vanilla. <laughs> huh? Vanilla. All right. Straight up. Jimmy T? I guess I'd have to say coffee. That's mm. what I buy the most. But you don't drink coffee. No. But you like the it. taste of it. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I do vanilla. Sometimes I'll do a little caramel. I do like going and having like a turtle sundae somewhere, like a Freddy's or something like that. It's got a turtle yeah. sundae on it. I right. do kind of like that. My favorite go-to right now is the Klondike bar, just a straight-up original Klondike. Got that hard chocolate shell on the outside, but you latch down in that with your teeth, and there's that soft, wonderful goodness of that vanilla ice cream inside. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do. You know. I know. you feel it, right? I've done some incredible, incredibly weird things for a Klondike bar. Well, I bet you have, yeah. because what would you do for a Klondike bar? Exactly. Right. What, what would you do? They're not weird. so here's the deal Uh, got a new survey out this morning by state by state the most popular ice cream by state really your former place of maine chocolate okay rhode island coffee Mm -hmm. all right mr coffee over there right here in tejas vanilla how about that yeah we're not too creative here are we i thought it would have been cookies and cream yeah it could have been in michigan it's moose tracks now, Mr. Maine, do you want to explain to me what moose tracks are? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's probably like a, a chocolate or a coffee ice cream with little bits of chocolate in it. That's yeah, what it know. sounds yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I would right. think it would be vanilla with the little bits in there, you know, yeah. like uh, like we have deer tracks here. Right. <laughs> it's all kind of the same. Like the little... Just insert animal there. Yeah. And, you, know. you know, the best thing in the world is a bowl of, and I haven't done this in a while, a bowl of vanilla. And you take Oreos and crumble them up into little pieces and dump them in there. Right. Now, the newest crack is this peanut, or not peanut brittle, but uh, brownie brittle, where they make, they take brownies and they, they make brittle out of it. Mm-hmm. They bag it, they sell it over at Costco, right? Right. It's crack. It really is. It's crack, man. Yeah. I, I haven't tried this yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to get some vanilla ice cream, and I'm going to crumble that up in there and see how that is. That'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I take my ice cream, and I put it over the... Uh, the cereal and grape nuts. Do you really? Yeah, and just, ice cream, and let it melt a little bit so it sort of softens the. That's an interesting oats and stuff that, like right? that. There was a, I think it was Deering ice cream up in Maine that would sell 
grape nut ice cream. That's not a bad idea, yeah. actually, for no, old you, people. You get your you get your fiber with the grape nuts, <laughs> <for old people. laughs> and you let the ice cream soften it up so it's not so yeah. hard. It all, you and know, because grape nuts is like eating the gravel at the bottom of the fish. It aquarium, really is. You know, it? Yeah, it, it I was, do it, like it though. It was it's it's oxymoronic. Grape nuts are because it's obviously cereal for old people. It truly is, right? Because you get all the, the the stuff that old people need, like fiber and protein and all that stuff. But they can't chew it because they ain't got no teeth, and it's yeah. the hardest stuff in the world. Wreaks havoc on your dentures. <laughs> it's like they should have made it mushy. <laughs> should have. Call it grape mushy or something, yeah, not grape right. nuts. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to try that. You know what I want to try, too? I want to get a, a bag of beaver nuts from up at Bucky's. Oh, yeah. It works for cereal. And I want to put beaver nuts in uh, in vanilla ice cream. Beaver nuts. Right? Beaver nuggets. Oh, <laughs> I can never get that straight. Yeah, they, no, yeah we okay. know Trey. They look like beaver nuts. <laughs> You've seen beaver nuts. <laughs> well, you know. I haven't gotten that close before, but when, if you say so. When you're an outdoorsman like me, you see yeah, all kinds of things. Right. Let's just get this out of the way in a hurry, okay? What Ron Nirenberg is suing the state of Texas for is the right to regulate you more heavily. Now, in a constitutional republic, he has that right, right? And it starts with local governance, and it moves on up until the the higher you go, the less power they are supposed to have. But the state of Texas has seen fit because the uh, antagonistic toward business environments in San Antonio and Houston and Austin to put into effect this law uh, that limits their ability to pass more regulations and to hamstring you with more regulations and to hamstring business with more regulations and cost you more money, okay? And Ron Nirenberg and the mayor of Houston, they are fighting because they are Marxists who want to control every aspect of your life, i.e., vis-a-vis what Joe Biden and the and the deep state is trying to do right now with your gas stove. And by the way, other appliances I'll get to in just a couple of minutes that are on their radar screen. So that's what this lawsuit is all about. When you get down to the nut cutting on this lawsuit, the bottom line is they want to be able, Ron Nirenberg and this Marxist city council wants to be able to pass more regulations on you, particularly if you're a business owner or you're thinking about moving into San Antonio as a business owner. And what the Texas legislature and Republicans up there, they're trying to keep Texas a business-friendly place but you have localities such as San Antonio, Houston, and Austin that are anti-business. They're Marxists. They don't want free markets. They don't want uh, more business growth. They don't want any of that happening in our communities because they are Marxists. And they want, they want to wield the power as the large government locally. They want to be the big, big, big government. They want to control more of your life. They want to be a bigger government. Ron Nirenberg is a big government guy. So is the mayor of Houston. So is the mayor of Austin. They want more crime on the streets, and they want more regulations on the law-abiding citizens. And that's what the lawsuit is about. That's what Marxists always do. Let me give you a national example that we've been talking about, and then I'm going to get into some other things here. As I've been telling you, the Biden administration, talking about the deep state that are running the the government right now, took it over in November of 1963. 
They are advancing more and more regulations on your everyday appliances in your home. Been telling you about the crackdown on water heaters. We have already talked about gas stoves and clothes washers and refrigerators and air conditioners and the new regulations they're putting on all of those that are going to jack the prices up and put you on the electrical grid so that we can be like China. China right now, as it exists today, turns the power off on people's homes who do not do what the Chinese authorities tell them to do. And that's where these Marxists here in our government are trying to take you, my friend. I told you yesterday they have added your portable gas generator to that list of stuff that they are banning. Well, get ready. Are you ready for the for, for what's left on their list or, or more of their list? Not Not the end of their list, but also on their list. Consumer furnaces, pool pumps. You have a pool pump? Well, they're already locally telling you to run that pool pump in the middle of the night right now so you're not using electricity during the day when everybody else is running electricity. Well, that just that's stupid. It makes no sense at all to run your pool pump at night. Battery chargers. Everybody's got battery chargers, every one of us. Because we have to charge up our phones, right? Well, now the federal government wants to regulate your battery charge. Now, listen, anytime you talk about a regulation, you're talking about an increase in prices. And I'm not talking a buck or two. The next thing on their list is ceiling fans. You're going to have to take down, when they pass their rules and regs, the ceiling fans that exist in your home because they consume too much energy. They're going to have to be self uh, shutting down where they shut down after a limited amount of time so they're not drawing the energy. Do you leave your ceiling fans on all the time in your house? Well, guess what? They're going to change all that. It's going to cost you, it's going to double the price of ceiling fans and then dehumidifiers. I know people who cannot live, live without dehumidifiers in their home. Well, they're going after them as well. So stand by for more of this. But this is this over-regulated state, which is transforming our country into China, making everything electric. They control everything from a central place in Washington, D.C., and they tell you how you're going to live. And if you don't, you get canceled by turning your power off. Today is World Drowning Prevention Day. World Drowning Prevention Day today is. Pretty interesting that Obama's chef drowned yesterday. Clinton's chef also drowned. Not yesterday, back in 2015. It's just odd. Tell you something else that's odd. Do you remember the days, wasn't that long ago, when young, healthy people, primarily uh, athletes, were not falling over dead on the field. They were not passing out live on television. They were not in the hospital with blood clots. Do you remember those days? Do you remember the days when we didn't even talk about blood clots because they were so rare? They just barely happened at all. But in the last couple of years... There's been an exponential rise in the number of young, healthy athletes that have just fallen over dead on the football field, on the basketball court, 
we all watched as DeMar Hamlin fell, and they tried to tell us, well, he took a hit in the chest just at the right moment or the wrong moment when his heart was on the upbeat and not the downbeat, and it was going sideways, and he got hit in the chest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We believe you. Now we've got award-winning singer-songwriter Tori Kelly, who I just had watched an interview with her and Greg Laurie. You know Greg Laurie? She was rushed to Senior Sinai Hospital after collapsing during a dinner outing, dinner outing with friends, according to TMZ. Doctors have since discovered severe blood clots in her body. And the doctors are terming those blood clots as really serious. She won Grammy Awards in 2019 for Best Gospel Album, Best Gospel Performance Song, was reportedly enjoying a Sunday evening meal with friends in downtown L.A. All of a sudden, her heart began to rapidly beat and knocked her out. She collapsed. She has clots in her uh, legs and her lungs. She's in and out of consciousness during her hospitalization. Blood clots. Perfectly healthy young woman. Perfectly healthy. Veteran Cleveland Browns wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. Same thing. He's resting on the sidelines now after they found blood clots in his legs and lungs. He's 32 years old, perfect health. He had been feeling discomfort in his legs and shortness of breath during team workouts this spring. And then, of course, you've got ESPN soccer analyst Shaka Hislop giving a pre-match commentary on the field. Suddenly began to sway back and forth. It's an eerie video, by the way. Lost his balance, fell face first, took down his co-host, and was out like a light. He has since recovered or has shown himself on television again. But I'm old enough to remember, and you are too, when this was not happening. When this was not an issue, when we weren't seeing these videos all over the Internet and everywhere else of these kids, young, healthy kids, athletes, gospel Grammy Award winning gospel singers, all of the sudden now we have a plague. We have a new pandemic. It's called blood clots in the legs and the lungs, blood clots. We were warned by those who refuse to take the vaccine for COVID-19, that this has the potential of causing blood clots. And those people, remember, they were censored. They were removed from Facebook. They were removed from Instagram. They were removed from Twitter. They weren't allowed to go on social media. All of those doctors, all of those researchers, every time they brought it up and said, this stuff is going to cause blood clots. You've got to watch. You've got to be careful with this. They all were censored. They were not allowed to get that word out. Time and time and time again, they said it over and over again, and they were canceled, not allowed to get the word out. You've got to watch for this because blood clots are going to be a big deal. Blood clots. Now, I believe that that's what we're seeing here. They will dispute that all day long. And they, of course, the biggies that made this stuff, they have uh, all the immunity in the world. And if you say that, now you're an anti-vaxxer. And I didn't say I'm anti-vax. I got the vax, and I'm kind of sorry I did now when I'm seeing what's going on here. 
but it's something that's irreversible. You can't go back and take it out your body once it's in your body. It's a decision that everybody has to make for themselves, what they're going to do with it, how much of it they're going to take. I've said that from the very beginning. But logic would tell me that something that was not an issue prior to all this happening and has now become a very front and center issue. Only one thing is different. Only one. And that is so many of these people took shot or several. I'm still cracking up, man. I've been laughing at this all morning. The Biden administration, the deep state, is now suing the state of Texas over those buoys floating in the Rio Grande. (laughs) Oh, you're serious, right? (laughs) And they're citing humanitarian concerns. Humanitarian. Those are humanitarian concerns. That's a humanitarian crisis that those barrels floating down there are causing right now. Don't you know? No, explain it to me, Joe. How is that causing humanitarian crisis? Because the way I look at it is your administration's policies have caused the humanitarian crisis. You're the one who opened the border. You're the one who told everybody to come. We want them to surge the border, he told them during the debate. We want them to surge. Y'all surge the border. And they damn well did, didn't they? And they were dying in a river. And they were getting here, and a lot of them were children who were sold into sex slavery, and we learned all about that in the Sound of Freedom, Joe. And meanwhile, our kids are dying in schools and dying on the, on, and they, at the club and dying on the streets because all the fentanyl, fentanyl that was brought in this country. Seems to me you guys in D.C. are the killers. You guys in D.C. are the humanitarian crisis that our governor here late to the game as he was, is trying to put a stop to the humanitarian crisis that you caused. The governor here didn't cause the humanitarian crisis. Again, he's late to the game, but at least he's doing what he can. He's got the buoys down there, and he wants to put more in the river. He's got the wire up. He's got the DPS down there crossing their arms and saying, you're not crossing here, baby. So they go down and they find a border patrol who... They don't want to be doing this. The Border Patrol does not want to be, but they are under orders to get those people into the country as fast as they can. And the Biden administration is suing the state of Texas for those floating buoys. And 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 the media, of course, that's in it for the Biden administration, they have all these pictures that they're putting up, right, of these uh, illegals who are floating next to those buoys, and it makes them look like they're drowning. They're not drowning. It's just they're, they're next to them. But you know what? That's on them. They made the decision to climb in that river. They can see those buoys. Anybody with two eyes can see those buoys. Plus the word has been, has been you know, filtered out. I'll tell you what the Biden administration is doing, okay? Since they're working on the human trafficking operation, and Tim Ballard, the guy that Sound of Freedom is based on, even says this, that, you know, our government is the biggest sex trafficker and human trafficker in the world. And he's right. I've said it over and over again. But I'll tell you what the Biden administration is doing. They're responding to the cartels who are complaining to them that the buoys are in the way of their business, slowing their business down. That's what they're complaining about. And they got on a horn with somebody in D.C., I'm quite sure. Hey, get these buoys out of the way. That's where we are. And that's what they're attempting to do. Well, Joe, you can take your lawsuit and shove it where the sun don't shine. You can take your lawsuit and go to hell. Because the deal has been made with the devil to get these people here. You want to hear a humanitarian crisis? The people who walk from Venezuela and El Salvador and Haiti and China 
to come to the United States because you told them to, and you opened the border, and you told them to come here. You offered them health care. You offered them money. You offered them cell phones, and you told them to come here. You, my man, you created the humanitarian crisis at the border. Not those buoys floating in a river down there. That's Those buoys aren't harming a dang thing. Not one thing. Well, it's harming the ability of the coyotes to get those people into the United States, and Joe wants them removed so the coyotes can complete their job. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Don't you find that just a little bit odd that he's suing on behalf of illegal activity? El Presidente is suing to ensure that illegal activity can continue. Huh. Well, I, I thought he only did that for his son. I, I thought he only protected his son's illegal activity. But no, he wants to protect the illegal activity of those who are coming into the country illegally, Joe. That's why we call it illegal. Why are you putting up a wall at taxpayer expense, about a million dollars, around your beach house at Rehoboth, but you don't want floating buoys down here in the Rio Grande? Por que, Joe? What's up? Why? Well, we all know why. Joe's on a take. Joe's a big taker. Joe's a big liar. Joe can easily be bribed, obviously. Joe's not in this for you. This is not about you. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's administration and Joe is about Joe. And enriching Joe and, and, and Hunter and the rest of the family, right? Making sure they get their cut somewhere down the line. Joe is about Joe. Joe's not about you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about the country. He doesn't care about our sovereignty. He doesn't care about our borders. He cares about his pocket. He cares about his bank account. <laughs> you know, that's what Joe's about. So Joe's going to take care of Joe first and Hunter and Joe and whoever else, his brother and all those other people. That's what Joe's going to do. And you can go to hell, is his attitude. Because Joe's in it for Joe. So don't get in the way of the operation they got going on down here at the southern border. Look, if he cared if he cared one little bit about a humanitarian crisis, he'd quit sending all that money to Ukraine for a war we have no business prosecuting, and he would spend it right here to help the humanitarian crisis at our own border. That's what he would do. And as Ron DeSantis said, you shut down that border, and you arm that border, and you tell the people who are manufacturing fentanyl and bringing it across the border, we are going to kill you. And then you do it. When those people show up with the fentanyl at the border after it's been manufactured and they want to bring that, uh, that fentanyl in, you kill them. You won't have to kill too many of them, but you, you kill enough of them, and guess what? That crap is going to stop. So, Joe, I don't want to hear your, your crap about some humanitarian crisis that Abbott is creating with those floating things. They, you, you have watched Gladiator on TV, haven't you? Okay. You've seen them in action, haven't you? Okay. All right. So you know, Joe, that, you know, that's basically what we're dealing with here. But he wants to protect illegal activity. He wants more illegal activity. And the only thing I can surmise is somewhere down the line. Look, look, here's, here's the way I, I look at Joe, okay? And I've looked at him this way for many, 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 many years. But now that all this bribery stuff has come out and him being on a take has been confirmed to my, my satisfaction, 
since all that has come out and all has been confirmed to my satisfaction, everything the man does to me, right, in my way of thinking, is he's getting, he's getting his cut. So when he does away with your gas stove, somewhere along the way, somebody in the electric stove business is making sure Joe gets cut, in my view. Now he wants to go after your portable gas generator and get rid of that. So somewhere along the line, Joe's got to take on that. Joe's going to make some money on that. Going after a humidifier, going after your ceiling fan, going after your washing machine. Somewhere, somebody along the way making washing machines that use a little bit of water, and Joe's getting a cut. That's the way I'm looking at it, guys. The only thing I can do at this point is to say that Joe is all about enriching Joe and Hunter, and he's getting a cut somewhere down. These 26 LLCs that they funnel this money to that don't do anything. They don't exist. They're just in name only, right? And that money is flowing from these foreign interests into those 26 LLCs. Okay, we now know why, or at least I know why. I don't know what you believe. This is what I believe. And when it comes to the border and the humanitarian crisis somewhere along the way with that border, I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's cartels, coyotes. I have no idea. But somewhere along the way, in my way of thinking, Joe's getting a cut, and that's why he's suing Texas to open the border because that's the ultimate end for him. Let's get that border back open, and to me it's because he's losing money with the border closed up. With the border controlled, Joe is losing money. Hunter's losing money. The boys had to turn to blow art. <laughs> and now we find out the people who are buying the blow art are well connected to the Bidens. One of them gets a really nice ambassadorship, a really, really cush job after she buys the blow art. The other one is the guy who paid all the fines for Hunter to get out of trouble with all this tax evasion crap. Line one there, Jimmy. And so they're all connected. They're all close. They're all in it together. So Hunter's blow art, his first trip out that made a couple of million dollars, well, you can see, circle right back, and Joe's bank account grows once again. 210-599-5555. That's 210-599-5555. You got something to say about that or anything else that we're talking about today? Let me slip Jason in here before the break. Jason, fire away, man. Go ahead. Hey, yeah. Hey, Trey. Great show. Not not only is the Biden cartel getting money, uh, he's losing illegal votes as well. Yeah, that's right. You talk about votes from illegal aliens? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, he got to keep that wall open. No wall. Open the gates. Uh, total chaos, anarchy, drugs, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it very much. Mayor Adams up in New York, you know, he's dealing with a, 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 the crisis, the humanitarian crisis caused by the Bidens. <laughs> Got all those people up in New York we didn't want here. Man, where do these brown people come from? Where do these brown people up here? We're a sanctuary city, you know. But we didn't really mean it when we said we're a sanctuary city. We don't really want these people here. Get them out of here. So, you know, he's been freaking out about all them up there, and, you know, it's nothing compared to what we have here. Nothing. Nothing compared to the numbers of illegal aliens that have crossed our border and that are living throughout the state of Texas that we are caring for in our various hospitals, taking care of their kids in the schools, all of those kind of things that are going on. Mayor Adams, line one there, Jimmy. Mayor Adams, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear you crying and moaning about it. But somebody yesterday... (laughs) 
this is really weird. Somebody yesterday said to him, shout it out to him while he was at an event. Blank you, you blank hole. <laughs> blank you, you blank hole. He said, and this was kind of strange. She said, I'm messing with homeless people. Well, one should be happy if someone wants to make love to them, you know. <laughs> Alejandro, good morning. Welcome to KTSA. How are you? I'm doing fantastic despite all of this craziness. I got a question. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know how you uh, you played the Jason Aldean song on the air? I did. Well, how about uh, we play uh, the old uh, Fight Inside of Me? <laughs> it's a great Remember song, that? isn't it? Yeah, it'd be nice to combine those two. Yeah. Yeah, I heard somebody call Sean yesterday and talk about Simple Man by Charlie Daniels. I was friends with Charlie Daniels. That's a great song. That's a That's another good one. Yep, yeah. uh, we we should do that one time, maybe Alejandro. I'll uh, I'll commandeer the radio station and do nothing but play good old red-blooded uh, American songs. Yeah, I think we can get everybody going here. Rednecks, white socks, and blue ribbon beer. All right, Alejandro, thank you, man. I appreciate the call this morning. Yeah, Jason Aldean is going to keep playing that song. He says the fans have spoken. Uh, somebody asked him, "Are you going to keep playing it?" <laughs> What kind of question is that? That must have been one of those weak-kneed liberal uh, uh, journalists of some kind. <laughs> Are you going to keep playing it? Uh, yeah. People have spoken. Baby, here it goes. Stand back. And I feel like he does. I, he said it a, a whole lot better than I ever could have said it because I, you know, I have a real passion for this. I have a real passion to tell you about what's going on. Number one, because the media is not telling you what's going on. So I have a real passion for that. But Jason Aldean said, I remember our country before all this BS happened to us, and I want it to go back to that, and that's what drives me. It's what makes me do as much prep as I do and come in here every day to visit with you because I remember what it was, the greatness of this country, and I want it to go back to that greatness. Chris, good morning. You're on KTSA. Go right ahead. I listen to you every morning, and I have to say, I love you and your program. You're the best, and please keep it up. Tell people what's happening. Thank you, Chris. I will as long as they'll let me. <laughs> people have asked me, how long are you going to do this? Well, probably going to have to carry me out of here in a black car with M.E. on the back of it. And another sign that says Parade Grand Marshal. Warren Ryman coming up next, KTSA.